So we pick up where we left off just a moment ago with Steve Post, Motor Racing Network lead pit reporter. And he's also got Crew Call, which is the show podcast that they have uh, that focuses on crew chiefs. And one of the angles we've discussed is Darian Grubb, who was part of Shane Van Giesbergen's victory for Trackhouse Racing this past weekend at Chicago. Trey, did I get that right, by the way? Uh, you know what? I botched it too much. I, I gave up. All so. right. I'll go with close enough. SVG. SVG. Yes, just, you and me on the same just, page. Ed, just that's that's your chance to hit a single, get on base, and then you're you know you're next at bat, which is your next line, could be get him home. Yeah. You know, I'm cool with that, Trey. Small SVG. ball. Play some small ball. But it was Darian Grubb who helped spearhead that. Um, we touched on that because Darian Grubb went to Virginia Tech, and that's the local angle to this big victory at Chicago. And our guy, by the way, Damian Sordolet of Roanoke.com has been all over this story. He's got a great article up about that. But anyway, Steve Post is with us, and he's very familiar with Darian Grubb uh, for many years, the Virginia Tech product. Uh, what does it say about Trackhouse Racing as well and the vision of Justin Marks to bring on a guy like Darian Grubb and allow him to take on this, pun intended, project with Project 91 Racing for select races and work with drivers, get them on the same page, and be able to adjust as quickly as they did on the fly at Chicago? Yeah, I mean, you've, you've, you've got a driver that's familiar maybe, maybe with road racing like um you know, and, and and SVP certainly had a lot of experience with the um, with the Australian touring cars or Australian supercars down there. But there's so much about NASCAR, and that's where a veteran like Darian Grubb, not only with the nuts and bolts and preparing a good race car, which Darian Grubb can do, but it's a lot of the coaching, it's a lot of the training. You know, we see. I'll tell you what. I thought SVP was a threat to win, but I really thought he was a threat to win after the last pit stop. Because a pit road misstep will put you down, and we have pit road rules here that nobody else has. And so Darian does such a good job teaching and, 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 and working with a driver like that with all the finer points, all the finer details. They weren't great on pit road, but they did not have any missteps on pit road. Uh, you just talked about it. Darian Grubb and SVP, they hit singles or doubles on pit road. They didn't hit any home runs, but they kept themselves in the game and then let that driver take over at the end. Steve, a step further. People will remember Darian Grubb for his time with Tony Stewart and obviously his time in NASCAR previously. How does that prepare you for high-pressure moments knowing that part of the responsibility is knowing which emotional buttons to push with the guy in a situation where there's a high leverage, including with SVG on that late race pit sequence, which clearly paid off for the win at Chicago. You know, when you look at that championship run with Tony Stewart, that was a fascinating run. When we went into the playoffs, or I think it was the chase, as it was called then, Darian Grubb was told prior to that that he was no longer going to be the crew chief. He was a lame duck crew chief calling the shots for Tony Stewart down the stretch during that championship run. And, and I think that put Darian in a great spot for Sunday afternoon because you, 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 don't have, you don't have that pressure of you've got to do something. Man, you, they come out of there with a fourth or fifth place finish and everyone is singing their praises. And so I think that that, that lack of pressure that, that he had, you know, back in Tony's championship run, I think that lack of pressure there probably served him well on Sunday up there at uh, up at Chicagoland because you know there was there, there, there it wasn't like you've got to deal with this next year or next week right now it's it's a one and done sort of situation and he was done with Tony Stewart at the end of that year Steve bigger picture for NASCAR and Motor Racing Network lead pit reporter Steve Post 
is with us in the fast lane. He's at Postman 68, the Postman 68 on his social media handles. We're at Fast Lane Ed Lane and Trey Lyle VT on ours. Uh, but for NASCAR, uh, we've touched on the meaning of the race at Chicago itself. What about showing that you can have a guy from a different discipline come into NASCAR and bring the attention that other fans of other motorsports groups will be able to come and bring to NASCAR and introducing to the sport? Well, it, it's just to me, it opens up huge opportunities. And there's been a couple of things that open up huge opportunities. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen running that Project 91 car last year and then earlier this year brought an international audience to it. Jensen Buttons ran a couple of Cup Series races, brings an international audience to it. You throw in the Garage 56 where they took one of these NASCAR generation race cars and ran over at Le Mans and, and, and ran over there. There's a lot of interest internationally in that car. My understanding is that car was was kind of the hit of Le Mans. Uh, and, and then you go, um, SVP comes over, you got Australia and New Zealand now catching all this attention on NASCAR. You know, NASCAR is a global brand. And boy, I am telling you, in the last nine months, last 10 months, last 12 months, we're, we're lucky here in, in the Commonwealth of Virginia and the Tar Heel State of North Carolina. It is entrenched here, but boy, there's been a lot of attention on NASCAR for a lot of these different reasons over the last 10 months or so. Yeah, they've done a really good job of getting creative with it, and and we'll wrap it up with this, Steve. But the bigger picture for NASCAR, how much of it is, while there were flaws, well-documented, and I think that's okay because you want to hold people accountable, and NASCAR included, the fact that they pulled this thing off, that there's now a blueprint that even if Things change with the complex political dynamic in Chicago. NASCAR showed they can pull this off. They can execute it, and they can now work with other areas uh, in the U.S. and outside the country to bring a concept like this and introduce more fans to the sport. I don't know any details, but I'll bet you there's cities all across North America that are looking at how do we get this to where we're at. And I, I'm talking, and yeah, there's a political change up in Chicago, but I'm not sure the new mayor is going to want to turn this down. There was a lot of people in that park. There was a lot of good that came out of it. We're going to have to stay tuned on that. I think when you look at that, I think there's a lot of cities that would welcome NASCAR to come in. NASCAR's done it now. They own all the barriers. They own all the fencing. They've learned so much. They've learned what to do. I think there's two other groups that NASCAR took really, really good care of. I think the sponsors, the partnerships, the signage, you had McDonald's and you had Monster and you had Xfinity and you had, you had all the partners. And, boy, when they owned a stretch of Michigan, how do you own a stretch of Michigan Avenue in Chicago? Well, there's a couple of them that owned a stretch of Michigan Avenue in Chicago, and the pictures were breathtaking. And even larger than that, NBC, some of those shots, particularly Saturday before the weather went down the tubes, from, from out on the lake, from the fountain, with the skyscrapers in the background, those are shots that a network television is never gotten before. And, man, they look good. NASCAR, I think, comes out of this thing beyond the ability to do a race and probably some cities interested in it, some key partners, particularly sponsors, and even more so television partners that are probably really, really chomping at the bit to see NASCAR, what's next with NASCAR. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, that's what's really cool for NASCAR. Uh, This was a project where uh, things can go uh, a lot better and uh, for an event that already pulled itself out uh, of what could have been a disaster, they acquitted themselves well in that regard. Now there's a lot more progress that can be had going forward. Steve, thank you for your time today in the fast lane. Uh, Appreciate it as you recuperate from running a race, which somehow was uphill all the way. 
<laughs> exactly. It's all good, and it is always a pleasure to chat. I love chatting with you. I was glad when you reached out because uh, I, I love catching up with you and appreciate being on the fast lane here. Indeed, it's always our pleasure as well. Steve Post, lead pit reporter for the Motor Racing Network. And yeah, we'll get into this a little bit more tomorrow, and uh, we didn't have time to get to that colleague or to get to that comment yet, but one of Trey's FrontStretch.com colleagues is going to join us tomorrow. Poor Brian Nolan. He's about to get doubled up with no ability to bounce back because Trey and the other guy that gangs up on Brian Nolan from FrontStretch.com are going to join us tomorrow. We will actually talk, though. I'm is that a hint to Michael Massey? Oh, my God. Really? You spilled the beans? Well, everyone should have known if they listened to the Happy Hour podcast. I mean, yeah, Plug, they should have. Great episode out with Fox Sports' Artie Kempner. You know, I like that. The TV angle to things, we've touched on that as well. But what's also cool tomorrow is we get to ask Michael Massey about what his colleague Tom Bowles said in yours, Trey. And that is, are we going to see drivers race for points or victories as we come down the stretch? I have a pretty theory, big theory on it. And it relates to competitors trying to rein them in. You can share yours, Fastlane, Ned Lane, and Trey VT on the social platforms. We're back tomorrow afternoon 5 to 6 on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. We'll